Buenos días. Good morning. Hermanos y hermanas. Brothers and sisters. Los que hablamos español tenemos un dicho. Those of you that don't speak Spanish do not know what I'm saying. Eso es verdad. That is true. Los que hablamos español tenemos un dicho. So the, the Latinos, mother tongue Spanish, have a proverb. El lenguaje del cielo es español. Amen? In heaven, in heaven, the language is Spanish. Amen. Pero lo que no saben es que el examen de admisión está en inglés. But the entrance exam is in English. Put your hands together. De hecho, hemos cambiado, hemos intercambiado roles de predicación esta mañana. We've actually traded roles in our preaching this morning. Porque queremos que tú tengas la experiencia de saber qué se siente. Because we want you to have to experience having to wait. Tener que esperar para saber qué es lo que este tipo está diciendo. To figure out what the guy up front is actually saying. Y la única manera de que esto está ocurriendo. And the only way the two of us can do this es que Dwight ha escrito todo lo que estoy diciendo en sus notas. Es <laughs> for Dwight to write the whole thing out. <laughs> Así para que podamos saber lo que estoy diciendo yo. So he can know what in the world Sandro is preaching. You know, why, why don't you take it from here? Okay. Yeah. We wanted to do this little, uh, this little moment to, to drive home two, two realities. Quisimos hacer este ejercicio para mostrarte dos realidades. Reality number one. La primera realidad. How vital is the role of a translator in communicating the gospel? Cuán importante es el rol del intérprete en comunicar el evangelio? And reality, reality number two. Y la segunda realidad. Número dos. Number two, in case you didn't know. How grateful I am for the ministry of Sandro. Cuán agradecido estoy por el ministerio de Sandro. A fluent bilingual preacher and seminarian. Un siervo de Dios que está en el seminario. And this little, this little moment up front gives me the chance to publicly thank him for the incredible job he did. Oh, y este momento me da el momento de agradecerle por lo que hizo. Thank you very much. Thank yeah. you, Dwight. Because every, because every preacher knows. Porque cada predicador sabe that when the Holy Spirit hits spiritual pay dirt, que para que el Espíritu Santo logre a tener éxito, it's through the translator, not the preacher. Es a través del intérprete y no a través del predicador. People were responding to his altar calls, not mine. La gente estaba respondiendo a lo que los intérpretes decían. So it's humbling to partner together for the glory, a gloria a Dios. Así que ha sido para la gloria de Dios podernos asociar sí, para, sí. para su gloria. Gracias, amigo Sandro. Thank you, my friend Sandro. I tweeted Sandro the other day. I said, listen, anytime something comes up that's in Espanol anywhere on this planet, let's the two of us go. And I hope something does come up. He's the best uh, translator I've had working with that particular language. And it was a blessing for me. Okay, speaking of Proverbs, there's one more. We're going we're gonna to do this in just uh, seconds. But I don't want to leave without you seeing this proverb. proverb. The book of Proverbs, chapter 13, verse 12. Book of Proverbs, chapter 13, verse 12. I want this to stick in your mind. See, we have this little mini-series going on for springtime chasing hope. That's the series, Chasing Hope. Last time from an empty tomb, this time to an empty world. Chasing Hope, Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12, Solomon the king writing, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. 
Hey, listen, amigos y amigas, the fact of the matter is we are living in a world that is heart sick. There is no hope. There is no hope in the civilization in which we live today. You want to take that alcoholic that uh, Surani and Alejandro just talked about? Sandra and I didn't know this, but one night when we were preaching, he came into the back of the church with a knife looking for his wife. We just kept preaching. That man, desperately hopeless. But I, I will assure you that the alcoholic Wall Street executive has not a shred of more hope than that alcoholic Cuban husband. Self-medicating desperately, both of them, because there's no hope. Reminds me of what uh, Craig Barnes wrote in his little book, Sacred Thirst, Meeting God in the Desert of Our Longings. Put it on the screen for you. Despair is invariably a spiritual issue. It is a hopelessness, there's that word, that emerges when we believe that there is no mystery left in our lives. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the story of the human race. No mystery left. There, we have been told there is no future. Grab for all the gusto you can. You only go through this life once. That, and we have, we have imbibed on that life worldview. In fact, the bright among us, like astrophysicist Stephen Hawking, paint a rather brutal description of their opinion about this planet and their worldview. Put uh, Hawking's words on the screen for you. The human race is just a chemical scum on a moderate-sized planet orbiting around a very average star in the outer suburb of one among hundreds of billions of galaxies. How many people on this planet value the intellectual acuity of that man and say, well, if he has no hope, why, why would I have any hope? We live in a world that is heart-sick because hope deferred makes the heart sick. It's like the postmodern writer Richard Ford describes this world, put his words on the screen as well. This is a world exactly like, oh boy, this is, this is good, exactly like when you were young and dreaming of your family's vacation. Only when the trip was over, you were left with the empty husks of your dreams and the fear that that's mostly what life will be, the husks of your dream lying around you. I suppose, Richard Ford writes, I will always fear that whatever this is, is it. And in the words of that old Peggy Lee song, is that all there is? Is that all there is? Huh. Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred. That's what's happening on this planet. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. But the truth is, and we need the wise king at the jaded portion of his life, by the way, when he scribbled down the line, Ecclesiastes 3.11. Let's put that on the screen. This is a, this is a, a critical reminder. God has put eternity in their hearts. Whose heart? The hearts of the human race. Guess what? We are all born rebels from the kingdom. But, 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 pero, every human heart is birthed with the flicker of divine hope that there is something more. If God did not implant that, we are dead meat, and that's all we are is meat. But God implants in every human heart the realization that what I'm touching, what I'm feeling, what I'm sensing, there is more than this. He has planted eternity in the human heart so that we dare to believe this can't be all. Supernatural infusion, or we'd all be lost. And it is to awaken that implanted hope that God now sends forth those who are hopeful. And who are the hopeful? 
They're the people who believe this word. They're the people who believe Titus chapter 2, verse 11. What kind of hope is that? Let's read it out loud together. We wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to direct your attention to the rose window high over my head right now. You see that picture of Jesus on the cloud? That's the blessed hope. That's what ignites a group of people on this planet who call themselves Adventists. They believe Christ is coming soon. We have this hope, this blessed, blessed hope. Christ for the world we sing. The world to Christ we bring. We sing it. Why? Because hope is a person. And that person is our Savior and our friend. And he says, please, for me, take this. Take me to the world. I am what they are desperately self-medicating for. I am the hope of this civilization. Because you see, the mission of the hopeful, put that on the screen for you. This is your take-home line. The mission of the hopeful is always to the hopeless. I'm going to repeat that. The mission of the hopeful, present company, is always to the hopeless. Like that little man, I want to linger on him just a little more, this man with one leg. Put him on the screen, Miguel. That's in front of his house. Hurricane Sandy years ago, what was it, Bib? three years, four years ago, Hurricane Sandy removed the roof. He's never been able to replace it. That's his home, one leg. But he hobbles around Santiago because he has found the truth as it is in Jesus, as you and I know it. And there's a picture of him in one of our meetings studying his Bible. You see how well marked and tabbed it is? The man has hope. And he's trying to tell the world. Why? Because the mission of the hopeful is always to the hopeless, which is why we went to Cuba. And I tell you what, there's no way to describe the joy of this picture that you see on the screen. How do you describe the joy of witnessing 277 individuals follow Jesus in baptism on a crowded beach where all the spectators now are just gawking? What is going on here? When you have hope... You go to the hopeless. That's why I got an email just a few days ago from Robert Falkenberg, Jr. He says, Dwight, I know this is a very short notice, but we've just had a city open up in communist China. I'm not going to tell you the name of the city. The city has opened up, and the government officials say, say, you may bring in a foreign preacher for the first time. Would you be willing to go? And in four weeks, I'll be over there. I cleared the deck. We're going to go to that city because it's a city without hope. And you and I have the hope. And we must share it. That's why hope trending, that's why hope trending is coming. A crash course on how to live without fear. 27 weeks from this day. Look at the cover of your bulletin. Hope trending. Have you already forgotten about hope trending? Let's just run that brief little video, please. Ever since its birth, the Seventh-day Adventist Church has embraced its apocalyptic mission to spread the everlasting gospel of Christ to the world. We've held sprawling evangelistic camp meetings and operated massive literature evangelism ministries. In the 20th century, we quickly adopted the new technologies of radio and then television, culminating in the worldwide satellite events known as the Net Series. Today, in a world captivated by fear, the changing face of society and the relentless march of the information age present a new set of challenges to the way we approach global evangelism. What sort of challenges? First, in the past, unless you had a specially calibrated satellite dish, the only way that people could join the event was to visit their local Adventist church. But for many, the prospect of visiting a strange new church or any church at all can be intimidating. Second, 
And perhaps more importantly, many people today do not see a need in their life to even attend church, period. Hi, I'm Dwight Nelson coming to you from the beautiful Howard Performing Arts Center here on the campus of Andrews University. The truth is we need new strategies to connect with this new generation. Not to replace public evangelism as we've come to know it, but to complement it. Which is why I'd like to invite you to partner with the Pioneer Memorial Church in a first-of-its-kind live worldwide event to all 24 time zones simultaneously. We're calling it Hope Trending, a crash course on how to live without fear. Here's what's new. Instead of only meeting in large halls and churches, Hope Trending will also be happening in small groups as friends. We're calling them watch parties. You can turn your living room into a small intimate space. There in the home, the participant can engage with a global event while at the same time build strong bonds and enjoy a sense of community. And since the host of each small group will be a member of a local church, there's a built-in bridge to that church. And as we all know, it's a short walk from the home to the local church. Look, the world is changing at an unprecedented pace. The Adventist message of hope has never been more relevant or more desperately needed. Behold, I will do a new thing, God once promised. Hope Trending, a crash course on how to live without fear, can be a collective global moment in which we join forces in our shared mission to proclaim Christ to this generation. I really do hope you'll join us in this mission. God bless you. October 14 to 22, coming up, 27 weeks away. How's that verse go again? Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. So here's the question. Are you willing to go for God? You willing to go to China? Willing to go to Cuba? Willing to go somewhere on this planet? You, with all the hope that you have, you're going to just sit here? Willing to cross the dormitory hallway next fall when Hope Trending comes to campus? Willing to cross the neighborhood's, the neighbor's uh, fence? Willing to make the invitation to come meet my, my friend of hope? I will always remember that young man bursting into tears. And I'm telling you, they were just, the tears were just trickling down my own cheeks as I listened to the passion of this young missionary who said, if only I had a computer, if I could just have this, I could reach these mountains for Christ. And I thought to myself, I who have everything, where is my passion? to be just as obedient to the same Jesus and go for Him. Will you go? That's the question. Will you be willing to go? Dear God, a world hopeless, a people and university hopeful. Put the two together, I humbly pray. Dear God, put the two together and may the hope implanted here be taken out there for the salvation of men, women, and children for eternity. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I wanted to take an extra moment to let you know how grateful I am you joined us today. I hear from viewers and listeners like you all across this nation and literally around the world, and I'm thankful. Because it's through the generosity of the members of this congregation and people like you that we're able to bring you this program. So if what we share today has touched your heart, I'd like to invite you to become a financial partner with us. Just give us a call. Toll-free number 877, the two words, His Will. 877, His Will. Or, if you'd rather, go to our website, www.pmchurch.tv. Either way, your generosity will bless a new generation in cyberspace all over this planet.
So thank you. Thank you very much for your partnership.